0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: Good morning, and thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Chester. Today, we are talking to author Roland Bruno about his biblical fiction for teens. The Bible is filled with real people, not just worshiping icons with halos around their heads. These include real teenagers as well as middle school grade kids who make mistakes and get into trouble. Well, Roland's fictional treatment fills the gaps in the Bible stories while remaining faithful to the message from scripture. So kids and teens who read these books will want to follow up and learn even more about the Bible. His first series is about teenager John, the future apostle, who gets in trouble with his father Zebedee and then meets Jesus of Nazareth down by the Jordan River. You can pick up a copy of the book and find out more about Roland at his website, RolandBruno.com Well of course you know we're also going to have some commercial breaks And we ask that you please pop on over to their website And see what they have to offer Let them know I heard about you on Modern Living with Dr. Insla So let's go on and get started Good morning Roland, how are you? Thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Insla It's a pleasure to be here
0: I'm glad to be invited
1: Yes, sir. So I want to, um, first of all, so everyone can listen properly, let's get that number one question out of the way that I know everyone is going to ask. Are When you create the stories um, that you are presenting in your book, are you changing the biblical stories or are you keeping the biblical stories the
0: same? That's an important question. Am I changing the biblical, biblical stories? And the answer is not at all. <coughs> okay. What I do, I, I, excuse me, I re- retell the original stories in the Bible and add what might have happened between those stories. After every Bible story in the, in the book, there's an end note that le- leads the reader to the place in the Bible where that story can be found. So you can read the story without the material that, uh, that I added. But, and if a teen reads all four episodes, He will have encountered virtually all that Jesus taught in the Bible. uh, I'm seeking to illustrate that the Bible is filled with real people and a real Jesus, not just worship icons with halos around their heads. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
1: And that is so important that we do see the personal connection and they're not just some character that's like way over there or during that time period, something that's like a fable or like a fairy tale, but that we understand that these are um, real people in real time. I love that. Now, what inspired you to start writing historical fiction?
0: I think it must be all the street kids that I came across in Pennsylvania. Uh, They all had ideas and questions about God and Jesus, but they were seldom bold enough to ask questions. These kids inspired me to find a way to introduce the Bible and its characters in a familiar way, breaking down the barriers and fears. But how did I get involved with the children? And who knew there were street kids there? While I was there, I was a foster parent to, to a lad of grade school age. This put me in contact with the friends he played with after school. His best friend, along with his mom, were cast out of their apartment with all their goods locked inside. Another friend moved from house to house and boasted that he got straight F's on his report card. All the other kids admired him for that.
1: Yes, (laughs) another friend had
0: no parent in town but boasted an 11 p.m. curfew and three different homes to sleep in. I think this is the kid who popped up in my book as a street kid in Jerusalem his fictional 9-year-old mm-hmm. became a long, long-running figure in my book and a close friend of John
1: Mhm you know it's it's so interesting that you mention about um the street kids i think that people do forget about our our street population our homeless those that are kind of in between uh locations you know they may not uh have their own home but they are uh, able to stay with friends or in shelters or you know from this place to this place and it really is a hard life for them but at the same time they still need to know about they need they still need to know about god and and about the love of jesus so i'm so glad that you included them uh in the book and i'm sure the the youth that read your book appreciate it because they, they may be able to see themselves in the, in the book as well. Now I want to ask you about, um, one, one particular, um, chapter, I guess you could say. And that is, uh, tell me about the, the Jesus boat or, or one thing that you talk about is the Jesus boat. What is that about?
0: Well, uh, that's a very interesting story. The, um, uh, Uh, the the, the Jesus boat, it's a real boat uh, and it's a uh, 27 foot long fishing boat on the Sea of Galilee operated by John and his older brother Big James when they're working for their father Zebedee. Peter and his younger brother Andrew had a boat just like it and they worked alongside Zebedee in a commercial fishing syndicate Andrew was John's best friend, most likely a teenager also When Jesus walked down the beach that day and called his disciples to follow him, Zebedee stayed with his boat and with his fishing career. But Peter left fishing behind to become an evangelist and pastor. His boat became used for passenger service, taking Jesus and his crew around the lake. Today we call that the Jesus boat. In 1986, Uh someone found that real boat, or one just like it, buried in the sand on a beach in the Sea of Galilee. And you can see that today in the Yega Alam Museum in Israel.
1: Wow, that is so amazing. You know, I don't think that people realize that they are able to go and see some of this this beautiful artifact that we have available available to us. and And boy, how that makes it more real to us that we're able to really uh, see. The, the, actual, the actual bits there. That is, that is amazing. I love that you shared that with us. Well, listeners, you know that we need to take a very short break, but when we come back, don't worry, we are going to continue talking to Roland Bruno. We'll be back right after this.
0: Smell Good Spa, for the women who are making a conscientious change in their personal care products. Specializing in signature fragrance oils, hand-picked inserts, and wholesome bath and body and personal care products. Smell Good Spa. Use code HELLO25 for 25% off your order. Live good, feel good. Smell good wholesomely. SmellGoodSpa.com.
1: And we are back. Thank you so much for joining me for Modern Living with Dr. Angela. I am your host, Dr. Angela Chester. My guest today is author Roland Bruno. And we are talking about his children's book. And I absolutely love it. New biblical fiction for teens is the topic that we're talking about. But you know, I want to ask you um, one question, Roland, and that is when I was reading your bio, um, it mentioned that you were chased out of four cities in the United States for the, as you phrased it, unforgivable crime. I thought that was kind of interesting, of feeding the homeless. Like, I know, I think I understand what you mean by that. Could you explain a little bit more? Unforgivable crime of feeding the homeless. Why would they
0: kick you up for that? Um, uh, the why is 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 really kind of a puzzlement. I guess it's uh, <clears throat> mostly related to the uh, the NIMBY saying, uh, "Not in my backyard." <clears throat> Um, this is uh, another event another street analogous and i founded a church in springfield missouri we'd been looking for people who were down and disheartened and in need of jesus and found just the right place two blocks from commercial street where the rescue mission was we had up to 12 people sleeping in the pews at night men women and children people who couldn't find a place to stay but when the city fathers found out we were using the building to minister to the homeless they turned off the gas and electricity just in time for the nastiest freezing rain winter storm in memory. Uh, later on mm-hmm. I joined a whole missionary group um that sent me to Katrina, to Katrina recovery efforts. Uh, oh yeah.
1: Um mm-hmm. uh,
0: they'd been having trouble with the traditional homeless who had lost all their support facilities and uh and besides that there were towns that had been completely blown away. Um uh, the countryside was in ruins, and the mission morphed, morphed, uh, the, a mission morphed to a God's Katrina kitchen, providing shelter for church groups that came to help and feeding anyone who was hungry.
1: Oh, uh, wow. So somebody did
0: mm-hmm. like it. Feeding the traditional homeless group, for the, so the owner of the land we were using uh, there in Christian kicked us out. So we went to Gulfport, wow. Gulfport, Gulfport Mississippi, mm-hmm. where the city council gave us a licens- license state for a year on donated land. We were making good mm-hmm. progress, but our complaints about the feeding the homeless grew. At the end of the year, we went to the city council after a, a year's extension, and mm. uh, in spite of the radio and TV and uh, newspaper uh, people all there, they voted against us three to two. Yeah, that that Those are just some of the stories, and, and they're really...
1: Wow. Uh,
0: when, especially when you meet someone that says, this is wonderful stuff you're doing. We really like it. These people really need it. But this is just not, not the right place.
1: Right, right. Oh, my goodness. I tell you. It is just amazing the work that, that is being done uh, out in our our communities, and we definitely need people to continue to take care and assist those, especially those that the Bible has told us that we need to work with. So thank you so much for your work that you're doing with the homeless. But I, I also want to say thank you so much for bringing the Bible alive to our, our kids, to our youth, um, to the teens, and, and letting them know that the Bible is as real for them as it is for everyone else. So, Roland, if you would please, could you remind everyone what is the title of your book and where can they get a copy?
0: I certainly will. Uh, my my vision for this uh, for uh, John, the, my first series is called is John with an exclamation point. My second series uh, is uh, of three books is John and the Jesus Boat. and uh, the best way to find that, uh, uh, as far as the, my vision for these, is that these series should be a staple for teen ministry groups, and every church that has a teen or young adult group should have these books in their libraries. The series could be used as a springboard springboard, for serious study of the Bible as young people come to grips with the message of Jesus and what it means for their lives. I would advise you to go to Amazon. Go to Amazon Books and search, search for John and the Jesus book. John and the Jesus. you'll be delighted with it. I urge you to buy it. Hmm.
1: Well, thank you so much again, Roland Bruno, for being on Modern Living with Dr. Angela today. God bless you.
0: Thank you very much. I'm pleased to be here.
1: And listeners, you know that I am so happy that you have joined me today as well. But you know why one of my favorite parts of the show is coming up, and you know what that is, where I give a shout-out to our international audience. That's right. This is an international show, and we share our top five countries every week. Now, coming in at number one is the United States of America. Woohoo! Well, thank you, home country, for being number one. Number two, my cousins across the pond, and that is the United Kingdom. Thanks, UK, for being number two. Number three, the Philippines. Hey, folks in the Philippines, thanks for being number three. Number four, our neighbors to the north in Canada. Thanks, Canada, for being number four. Number five, last but certainly not least, is Australia. Thank you, Australia, for coming in at number five. Now, if I didn't name you, that doesn't mean that you're not important because guess what every now and again i mention a few countries that come in at less than one percent for example nigeria you're on the list south africa you're on the list france you're on the list thailand you're on the list New Zealand, you're on the list. Thanks, you guys, for tuning in and making the show every little bit counts, and I appreciate your tuning in. Well, as always, may the Lord continue to bless you, and may you have great mental health. Until next time, everyone, bye-bye.